Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Tech Mobility Show, formerly known as Roadworthy Drive. Now, the federal government is spending just over $2 million, $2.4 million actually, for cloud seeding in the upper Colorado River Basin. And this is topic B. Regular listeners know that I've spent a lot of time talking about the Colorado River. And it's dire, folks. It's dire. Now, you might say, but Ken, they had all this rain in California and everything, and it, why is it still dire? It's like this. The West has been in severe drought for over 20 years. And even though there was a lot of rain, I mean, a lot of rain. I was in California a few weeks ago, and I got to experience that firsthand was in a flooded area that I wasn't planning to be in that happened to flood. So I know there's plenty of water out there. Unfortunately, it's not enough. It's flat, not enough. It's that bad. We talked about Lake Powell and Lake Mead, which are the two lakes on the Colorado. They're also important hydroelectric dams that generate electricity because of water flow. Both dams are in danger of reaching what they call Deadpool. And we've talked about this before. What Deadpool is, is that the level of the water in the dam gets too low for the hydroelectric uh, turbines to spin to run. Therefore, neither one can generate electricity. As a result, you know, then, you know, folks will have to find power elsewhere and that would drive the cost up uh, or worse. And a lot of people, millions of people, count on that generated power in both out of both those plants. But that's just a sideshow. Let's talk about how bad this has been. Now, for those of you that are wondering what the big to-do is, quick history. Colorado River water has been allocated. It goes back to the Colorado River Compact of 1922. They made deals with seven states and northern Mexico on how, where that water was going, who gets to get it, what they get to use it for, et cetera, et cetera. That agreement was almost doomed from the start, and that was back when was it nearly as much population or development. Add in years of drought, add in increased farming, irrigation, population, etc. Now you got a problem. And the problem is that the claim to water has exceeded the available water in the Colorado for some time. Last year, the Bureau of Land Reclamation declared, and that's a federal agency that monitors and allocates river water in the American West. They declared a first ever um, tier one emergency for the lower basin of the Colorado. This is the upper basin, lower basin. What happens when that happens is it triggers mandatory water cuts. Bear in mind, these folks are looking for more water, yet they got to cut what they had. Now, there's a lot of ways to look at it and nobody's coming to a conclusion because you got seven states, everybody wants their share of water and nobody wants to cut. Fortunately, Arizona. Arizona is the junior partner, the last one in, and they're the ones that could get cut the worst. They're finally making noises about a tier two level emergency. And if that happens, California, which had been largely spared up till now, will be forced to cut. Now, not a 5% cut if you go level two. 
You're talking upwards of a 25% cut in existing usage. Let that sink in. 25%. That's not more water. That's cutting what you already have, which for most people isn't enough. Hence why the federal government is spending money for cloud seeding. Now, if you don't know what it is, and I had to learn what it is, is that cloud seeding is what they call a weather modification method. And they use planes and ground-based cannons to shoot silver iodide crystals in the clouds. Doesn't that sound safe? Attracting moisture to the particles that fall as additional snow and rain. They said that by doing this, numerous studies have indicated that cloud seeding can add 5 to 15% more precipitation from storm clouds. And then contractors work with the states to estimate how much ends up in water supplies. You get some pretty strange bedfellows when you talk water in the West. Right now, that $2.4 million is actually going to a water group in Nevada, but it's going to be spent out of state. Sounds a little weird, don't it? Reason being, they're sharing the money for cloud seeding that will generate additional precip that will come into this state. Everybody is trying to get more. Nobody wants to cut. And they're looking at some pretty draconian stuff. So the question is, do the power plants go offline first because of the dropping water levels? Do they cut off irrigation to the inland valley, to central Arizona, to northern Mexico? Do they cut drinking water to residents across major cities in Arizona? Does California come in for some pain finally? And does all this water that California got mitigated at all? Because the bigger question is not the rain they got, but the ability to do they have a place to store it and did it flow in places where they could store it and capture it. And then the wild card, if all else fails, what about desalination? Yeah, let's mess with another uh, ecology while we're at it, right? Because, you know, if you take that much water out of the ocean, what could possibly go wrong? This is what's going on. What you may not know, in addition to what the feds are spending, that these states have been spending for cloud seeding for years. And we ain't talking 10 or $20,000. Millions of dollars have been spent in order to try to get more rain into the Colorado River so there'd be more water available. Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to be the one to cut. Nobody wants to be the one to have to suffer. Nobody wants to be the one that's got to tell the residents who moved to these places, these uh, utopias that they made out of Colorado River water being available, that gee whiz, guess what? No water. Either you don't water your lawn or there's no water coming out of the tap or it's every other day. Nobody wants to tell them, particularly for all the money they spent for the houses they built. That's not going to happen. So the question is, what are we going to do about it? Because it's not just the Colorado. They're spending money for the upper Colorado River Basin. Why? Because in order to meet the emergency that happened at the, ba at the lower basin, they drained all the water out of the reservoirs and diverted the rivers from the upper basin to the lower basin to meet the demand. Now the front range in Colorado and the others are having a problem because no matter how much snowpack you're getting on the front range in Colorado, it's so dry that this stuff is evaporating and getting swallowed into the ground long before it can even get to a river to be captured. That's how bad it is. It would take years of what California is dealing with now to even reverse the damage that's been done. I saw a recent show um, 
on TV this morning talked about Lake Mead. They were walking through and showing parts of Lake Mead that hadn't seen uh, dry ground in years that they're actually seeing that they can go because the water levels are so low. The question is, and this is a transportation question for you, at what point does a ecology, a city, a town get to a point where it is not hospitable and you got to move? And if you move, where are you going? That is going to be the big question for the, for the West as Colorado and all these other rivers dry up and rain is not coming and they're not going to reverse it anytime soon. Seeding will only take it so far. And you can hope against hope, but there's going to be some real pain in the years to come with people who are getting Colorado River water. We are the Tech Mobility Show. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. days everybody wants to be social and we're no exception hi i'm ken chester host of the tech mobility show we get to share additional content that you won't find on the show facebook instagram twitter and even tiktok yeah we're there you can find us at tech mobility pod on twitter and at the tech mobility show everywhere else check us out be sure to follow us Believe it or not, the Tech Mobility Show has a website. Yep. Combined with all the other ways you can interact with us, our website is a great place to start. Learn more about the host, find us in the news, and even check out where you can hear our programs across the country on the radio. I know, right? Our website is a great place to learn more about us and our programming. Go to techmobility.show for more information. 